It is Tuesday, August 9. This is the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio. Dean Bulldog Ritchie joining us this morning as co-host. Clarkie back next Monday. Some news around the Com Games and the Kookaburras are now seven from seven since uh, the sport came into the games in 98 at Kuala Lumpur. They've beaten India 7-0 in their gold medal match. Diver Melissa Wu will be the flag bearer for Australia at the closing ceremony. And she's just competed in her fifth Commonwealth Games. In the Premier League, ESPN reporting that German striker Timo Werner is on the verge of leaving Chelsea after a disappointing couple of years there at Stanford Bridge and heading back to RB Leipzig. And he wasn't even in the squad for the opening weekend win against Everton. Carlton captain Patrick Cripps was given a two-match ban for a bump on Brisbane's Calamar Chi, although it's uh, believed that they will be taking that to the tribunal to try and defend Cripps tonight with a couple of big games left for the Blues to finish the season against Melbourne and Collingwood. And in uh, the NRL, Ricky Stewart was interviewed yesterday by the NRL Integrity Unit and uh, waits to hear what punishment it will be for his comments about Jamin Salmon after the match between the Raiders and the Panthers on Sunday night. Also yesterday, the Tigers, it was confirmed that they won't be pursuing legal action after the NRL ruled the round 19 result bulldog stands while again admitting the penalty for an escort was wrong. And they considered the capacity to have a captain's challenge in that circumstance to be reviewed at the end of the season, bulldog. Yeah, I think it was a decision that had to be made. I mean, I think like everybody, we all felt sorry for the West Tigers that night and they were robbed, clearly and utterly robbed. But you know, I don't think we can go down that legal path. It sets a very dangerous precedent and, I don't think any of us want that, but you can't help but feel sorry for the Tigers. I know they had a board meeting, I think, before the game at Campbelltown on Sunday. And the NRL had already made their decision. So the only way that they could pursue the matter was to go legal. And clearly, uh, you know, wise heads have prevailed and we can move on now. It's a shame for the Tigers. I'll never get those two points back. But hopefully down the track, maybe there might be a bit of karma loss. Well, well, you'd hope so, Mido. In Bulldog, sorry. (laughs) You're right. Just a bit unsettled today, aren't you? Well, I am. I, I I read this text message coming through, and I had a bit of a laugh, but I had to think about what you just asked me. But I want to move off the West Tigers for a second. When Mido does the weather report after the news, I'm waiting for a cloudy with a chance of meatballs. <laughs> what am I missing? <laughs> Flurry <laughs> likes seasonal things. Oh, okay? I love just it. go with him. <laughs> tickle my just fancy. Go with him, okay? <laughs> just tickle my fancy. <laughs> just go with That's him. All. So where were we? Where no, were we? we've moved on now. Uh, West Tigers. Yeah, no, we didn't want to see that um, <laughs> go to court. I think the West Tigers, as you said, Bulldog, they were robbed. It was a disappointing result. It's the first time I've ever heard of a short whistle. Correct. Had <laughs> you ever heard that terminology no. before? I mean, it's right. In the, it's in the rule book. I've seen it, but I haven't. No. Heard of it yeah. or known about it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what I'm listening out for now. The short whistle. i listen out for the short whistle. I should mention too, Meadow, that the uh, meeting between the government and the NRL yesterday didn't proceed too much further in terms of location for grand finals. I think they're going to meet again today. Uh, I still think it'll be Sydney, but um, no decision reached yesterday, but ongoing discussions. And I think you'll find within 24 hours there will be a venue announcement. Um, another one's just come in from Wise Our Boys. All right. Uh, 
morning, gents. Would you let Bulldog be your substitute if he couldn't make your wedding? Now, yesterday, Bulldog, uh, I, I we, spoke, that. we right. spoke about how this soccer player signed his contract with a club, but they had the wedding planned. So he had to go, but the wedding still went ahead. And without he, him. Without him, but the brother stood in, st- substituted in. Right. All right, and we were talking about... Where does you, the brother's you, responsibility Well, end? that's what I mean. Do, do, do you allow the brother to step in or do you go Do you go with your well, best mate? So they're asking, would I allow you to do it? And I would say yes, because you're not a threat. <laughs> have you asked Michelle about this? I don't have to ask Michelle okay. about this. Because I don't see you as a threat. Can we get Michelle on the open line? <laughs> if I thought you were a threat, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't allow it, you to substitute in. I wouldn't do it. However... If I do mm. flick the old shirt off during the function, mm. it could be an issue. Oh, please. <laughs> there could be an issue. Is and I a... don't want to do that to you. You're too good a friend. You're no Tom Cruise, Bulldog. <laughs> <laughs> you're no Tom Cruise. I don't think you're George no. Clooney either. I've been mistaken before. Oh, oh, by that by who? me. <laughs> well, I think if Gutho was getting married, he would... If he had to find someone to step in for him, if he had to miss it for a kangaroo tour or something, I, I think he'd allow you, Bulldog, to step in because you're not a threat. I'm going to ask Gutho whether you'd have an issue with Bulldog stepping in for you. <laughs> Absolutely not. Thank you. <laughs> Why not, Gutho? He's probably first pig, no threat at all. Yeah, so you would yeah. allow me to? Yeah, I'll let you, I'll let you in. Yeah, yeah Thanks, so you're mate. no threat. I don't want to be a threat. I but want you to do the yourself. right thing by my friends who are unavailable. <laughs> Gutho, I would be very respectful. I would probably drink your free booze at the function, and then yeah, I'd quite fine. happily leave. That's fine. Who would be the your number one choice to step in from the Parramatta Club? Oh, from the Parramatta Club? To walk uh, your lovely partner down the aisle if I'm you get married. I'm not sure. There's a, there's a few out there that you could probably pick. Maybe... Um... I wouldn't pick Dill. He's, he'd probably be a threat. <laughs> so I'll steer clear of him. Maybe Reggie. I'll Reggie? see him as a no threat. Yeah. He'd be good in the photos, wouldn't he? Yeah, he'd be good. He'd in the moustache and all. Yeah, fill out a suit, look good, but I, I don't think he'd be a threat. Fair enough. All right. We we better stop the questions right now here, Bulldog. Uh, I'm sure it's been uh, quite nice walking uh, down your local area on the northern beaches to get your coffees in the last few days, or well, since Friday night, certainly, Gutho. It was good. Um, the day after the game, we had a, had a my duty team playing, and um, normally when you go down there, you cop a bit of heat, but uh, they're all pretty friendly on the weekend, which was good, and uh, you walk around a bit, bit, bit happier around here, and uh, no one can really get into you, so it's been a good week. What impressed you most about your performance, Gutho? Um, I think just how we stayed in the game. Uh, the, there was a bit of momentum. We had momentum at the start of the game, and uh, then it swung pretty quickly to them, and uh, they were all over us, and uh, they sort of took that into the start of the second half. But uh, we stuck to what we needed to do and what we wanted to do, and uh, we knew that if, if we just stuck to our game plan, we'd get them, and... Um, I think with about 20 minutes to go, we started getting on top and we scored four um, quick tries and sort of took the game away from them like that. But I think just the way we stayed in it and played the type of footy we wanted to. Gutho, it was a great win over Manly, but pushing forward, gee, this is an absolute blockbuster against South Sydney. How do you approach the game and what do you need to do to to, to beat their man, obviously, uh, try to curtail Luttrell? 
Yeah, it's a huge game. Uh, we haven't had the best record against South over the last few years, and um, they've actually put a few, uh, fair few big scores on us, and they did it again earlier this year, and it's uh, pretty disappointing. And uh, we're really looking forward to it. Uh, as you said, Latrell, uh, Cody, Cookie, um, Murray—they're all playing great footy at the moment. They've, they've, they've put a big score on the Warriors and, and went close to beating the Sharks the other week. And uh, we have to make sure that uh, we're ready to go and. Again, play the type type of footy we want to, and uh, I think the last few weeks we've really been playing our power game and um, letting our middles do a lot of work. And I think Lloyd said it a few weeks ago too that that's when we're playing the best footy. And um, if we can go out there on Friday and, and play that type of game, it, it's going to go down to the wire. And um, look, you just need to be in it um, around the seventieth, 80th minute, and you never know what can happen. Gutho, I'm interested to know, and obviously. You know, everyone's got different systems for different players. But with Latrell in the South Sydney team, since he's come back, he's made them a better better footy team. But he's not the type of guy that has as many touches as a Tedesco. Mm. So so when you're defending a Tedesco compared to how you defend a Latrell, what are the key indicators you look for to try and limit his impact? It's hard because he doesn't have, as as you said, not, not nowhere near as many touches or as many carries as, as Tedesco, but he still has the same impact by um, when, when they get down to the line or when they're attacking the, the footy, he, he's, he's got such silky hands out the back. And um, if, you, if you go in him and you're not committed to the tackle, he'll bump you off and make a line break. And I think last week he only had six or seven runs, but he had uh, two tries, two tries, his three line breaks. So... Um, it's something that you sort of it's hard to it's hard to prepare for and and when he's doing that Cody's playing well and and Elias is kicking well so it's um it's a big challenge for us but uh, we're looking forward to it as I said they've, they've had the wood on us for the last probably two or three years and uh, we have to make sure we're ready to go. Uh, Gutho, can you update us on Mitch Moses' surgery? Apparently went well. Do you know of a potential return date? Uh not not too sure on the date. All the surgery went well. It's um. I think he's at the moment just just trying to get his movement back, and um, I saw the scar yesterday. It was pretty bad. It went all the way um, from the from the uh, bottom of the finger to the top, and I, I still don't think he's allowed to sweat uh, just just to make it make sure it heals and there's no infection or anything like that. But um, I think I think at the start they said three weeks, so um, I think they'll be uh, pushing for that. But you just never know with these things. Everyone's different, and uh, we're hoping uh, sooner the better. But um, at the moment, he's just taking it day by day and trying to get it as good as he can. I'll tell you what I was happy about, Gutho, young Jake Arthur. I thought he handled himself terrifically well, the amount of pressure that would have been on him leading into that game. And I thought in the second half in particular, he he, he, he had a couple of nice touches and, and it was great to see the boys get around him and support him. And I, I thought he played really well. Yeah, I, I, it was really pleasing. Um, I know straight after the game, I just want to go up and give him a big hug and um, you can sort of see after the game in the sheds that there was a lot of weight off his back. and um, he, He's probably the type of guy and the type of character that it, it probably didn't bother him too much and you couldn't really tell that it was bothering him. But uh, I thought it probably bothered the boys a bit more that um, he was copping all this criticism and um, the games that he was playing in and, and had lost, it, it wasn't his fault that we had lost them. And, uh, the rest of the boys didn't put their hand up to help. But uh, just to be having to see him smiling in the sheds after the game and um, enjoying himself was really pleasing, and um, I'm sure it was for Brad as well. Gutho, before you came on, Laurie, 
said he's been mistaken for George Clooney. <laughs> a text message just come in saying Loz looks more like Steve Martin than Roxanne. <laughs> Who do you think Laurie looks like in terms of a world-famous character? I'm not too sure. Well, you've got to take into consideration height, hair colour, and, and, nose. And leave out Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, those type of guys. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really into my, my, movie, my movie stars, mm. but... I reckon Loz could star in a movie uh, fairly easy. <laughs> really? Thank yeah. you, Gus. What would his role be? Yeah. <laughs> Depending on what movies they are, of course. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon he looks like Missy Elliott. Anyway, um, <laughs> now tell us, Gutho, obviously so much written and spoken about you know, what happened in the media conference after the Raiders-Panthers games the other night. I mean, how, how difficult is it sometimes? It's probably more difficult for your coach, I guess, when things go wrong on the field, etc., whatever the subject matter might be, to just sort of take that deep breath and, I guess, not say how you really feel at, at times when emotions are really high in those post-game media conferences. Yeah, it's, um, sometimes after a big loss, you, you, you definitely don't want to go in um, and answer the questions. But um, Brad, I thought, is pretty good, um, after, especially after some big losses this year. and uh, He's normally pretty good just... Uh, he's honest. He, he goes in there and answers all the questions. And um, it, you do get 10, 15 minutes after the game where you don't need to do it. You can sort of probably get it away, get it out before you get in there. And um, obviously on the weekend, it, it didn't go um, all to plan for, for Canberra. But um, look, we're, we're, we like to just go in there and answer the questions and, and talk about the footy. But um, as you said, it, it can get pretty heated. And um, yeah, I'm not too sure, to be honest. Gutho, I don't want to put you in an awkward position, but I did notice some quotes from Isaiah Papali'i yesterday. When I did sign with the West Tigers, I was talking to Madge. His sacking rattled the cage a bit. It was a massive factor for me. So it seems like he has signed with the Tigers, but there's still that inference floating around that he may stay. Do you have a, a stance on what you think might unfold? Um, what I, I don't know what will unfold, but what I'd love to see unfold is, is, is if he could stay. But um, obviously, he signed that deal with the Tigers, and um, he, uh, at the moment, it looks like he, he's going to go and honour it. But look, as a Parramatta player and um, as his captain, and how good a player is he is, you'd obviously love to see him stay. But there's a lot of stuff that uh, we don't see, and um, I, I wouldn't have a clue what, what he's going on, to be honest. We, he hasn't spoken about it hasn't spoken to us about it. So uh, I think he's just trying to play the best footy he can, and um, I'm not too sure. I'll let you read some of these out, Bulldog, if you want. Yeah, I'm happy to. In reference to who Laurie looks like yep. in the public, in a terms of a public figure globally, Loz, surely it's Gonzo from the Muppets. Mm. Dan, uh, we've got Laurie looks like uh, Laurie Daly, Lord of the Rings. Gollum. Gollum. That's from Stu. Gollum. No name on this one. Loz looks like Mr. Bean. Uh, <laughs> the toucan from The Lion King as well. Oh, so you're missing Pin- out one. Pinocchio. You're missing out one. Jason Segal. I look, <laughs> I look a lot like him. Oh, jeez. Anyway, got those. Good hairs like him I like too. this one. Rob from Goulburn. Looks like Bert from Sesame Street. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Raphael? Teenage Ninja... Turtles. Raphael. Raphael. <laughs> who's he? I wouldn't have brought that up if I was you. Well, who is he? <laughs> oh, it's not a very flattering looking Anyway, no. Gutho, good luck again. You don't have to listen to us dribble any longer. Good luck again, Souths, mate. Thanks, guys. Thanks, have a good Gutho. week. Who are some of these people? 
I got no idea. Who's who this they one, are. Loz? Loz reminds me of Johnny Sins. Who's Johnny that? Sins. Wouldn't have a clue. Vladimir sure. Putin. Ross Clark Jones. <laughs> he's yeah. surfer. Yeah, a few, few people have nominated the toucan. Bert. This time, Sam the toucan on yeah. the Fruit Loops box. Yeah, that's my. Uh, hey, boys, I've got it. <laughs> anyway, Tommy Berry's yeah, a busy mate, boy. He's got... off to Hawkesbury today. What uh, about some of these names? <laughs> How embarrassing. And he's, jo- <laughs> and he's joining us on the line now. Tommy Berry, morning to you, mate. How are you? Good boys, how are you? Yeah, yeah, really well, thanks. Uh, I guess he's frustrating the word to describe your Saturday at Randwick. Yeah, it was almost as frustrating as watching uh, the Raiders play on the weekend. But um, anyway, that's, that's how it is. There's another week coming up, so hopefully uh, we can all improve. Pizarro ran third. What did you make of the run? Yeah, he, look, he's a very nice horse. He's, he's just still a little bit immature at the moment. And um, I think 1,400 a mile is going to be where he's at, but... He just hasn't, you know, matured enough to adapt to the speed of races yet um, over that sort of distance. So he probably needs to come back to the 1,200, which I think John O'Shea's got in mind for him and just teach him to, to relax and, and get them little things right. When he does, I think they'll have a lot of fun with him. And Nimalee, Tommy, was first up off that Group 1 Queen of the Turf win back in the autumn. She was five lengths back off a couple of trials. How'd she feel? Yeah, she was good. But she was very big in condition and... You'll notice she sort of ran into the race quite well at the 300, and then, you know, the 150 furlong mark, she um, she was out of carrot, so I looked after her from there. But she'll take a lot of improvement out of that. But um, I, I still think she'll probably be a runaway from being at a peak fitness. Tommy, good to speak to you, mate. What are the horses, or are there any horses that you're looking forward to riding in the coming weeks, leading into the spring? Yeah, um, Seven Ackham riding on the weekend. He's a lovely colt. Um, out of the Hawks team, he was uh, ran fourth in a blue diamond, won a group two before that, and he's trialled well on two occasions. Uh, he'll step out in the Rosebud. Um, Mwanga, he'll have a trial on Friday, and then he'll step out first up in the Wink Stakes. And um, I jumped on She's Extreme, uh, the Champagne Stakes winner, uh, this morning for the first time, and, and she surprised me quite a bit. Um, she's come back in really good order. And then you've got Russian Conquest. She also comes back um, Saturday week. So plenty of nice horses um, starting to come come out. It's been a frustrating couple of weeks. I haven't, haven't had much um, much to look forward to, so I'm really looking forward to the next couple of weeks going forward. Hey, Tommy, I know you uh, value consistency with your riding, and I did read that you weren't happy with some aspects of that last season. What measures are you taking sort of to improve that consistency for this spring carnival? Yeah, well, I think it's like anything, um, whether it's you're playing football or soccer or, um, or you're a jockey or a trainer, you've, it's all about just turning up every week and having the same preparation and, and putting the same preparation in place, whether it's for a midweek meeting or a Saturday meeting. And, you know, I've got four kids and that, so you can get sidetracked a little bit um, with the way you prepare for a meeting and, and having your weight right and stuff like that. So there's a lot that goes into it. And, and a big thing with me also is how you come out of a meeting when you don't get the results that you want. Um, you, you can't talk too much about it. You've just got to sort of move on with it and, and prepare for your next meeting and hopefully um, get the results that you, you're looking for. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm always disappointed when I don't reach the goals that I set. And most of the time, um, probably pretty lofty ambitions. But uh, if you don't set them sort of goals for yourself, I don't think you bring the best out in yourself. 
You got three rides there today at Hawkesbury in race one, Fear the Truth for Jason Coyle. In race three, number nine, Jun Quira for John O'Shea. And race six, number four, Zemanika for the Snowdens. Any of those you can give a, a decent push for? Yeah, Janiqua and um, the, the three-year-old filly, she's a, she's a lovely filly. She's trialled really well on two occasions this time in. Uh, I know the team's got a good opinion of her. She's drawn really well and, um, you know, I know the favourite of all she goes quite well, but she'll be very hard to beat in her own right. And um, She's at a, a really backable price. Um, and the Snowden Mare uh, in race six, uh, she was really good first up, had to do a lot of work to sit outside the leader and thought she showed a lot of tenacity to, to stick on to run third. So, um, she's drawn really well, so she'll get a nice soft run from that good gate, and she'll be nice and strong late. So they're, they're two really good rides to finish off today with. And if you've done the form for tomorrow, any at the Kenzo in particular, we should we should keep an eye on as well. Yeah, the Colts I'm riding for um, uh, John Sargent the first. Perfect uh, thought. Yeah, he's. He's a horse I've had a lot of time for. I'm pretty sure he's only had the one start from memory. He ran fourth in a stakes race uh, in Melbourne. Might have been at Flemington or Caulfield or something. But he's trialled really good on two occasions. Um, and I think he's I think he's a group horse. So um, he feels like he'll get a mile 2,000. But first up over 1,300, I think he's, he's a really good bet. There you go. Perfect thought tomorrow on the Kenzo. Colt by So You Think. Tommy, we'll chat soon, mate. Thank you so much. Cheers, boys. Have a good one. Good on you, Tom. And the Commonwealth Games, the Kookaburras 7-0 to win the gold medal in their match against India. And the final medal tally, Australia at 178 medals and England 176. But Australia had 10 more golds than the English, 67 against 57. So a fantastically successful Com games from the Australian team. Now, last Tuesday when uh, Bulldog was on the show with us, he and Loz were talking about all them going and checking the air in their tyres uh, down the road here from where the studios are in the northern suburbs of Sydney. Now, Because we were uncertain of the tyre pressure. Yeah, that's right. So I haven't heard this in full, but I'm sure we're going to be dazzled by what occurred. Let's take a listen. How you going there, champ? Yeah, good. Yeah, do I clip that or what do I do? Just Stick it on there. Do I clip that down or what? No, leave it off. Right. Now, now press it. No, no, now you're going to press it. Now press it. Give me a look. You're on 31. That's it. What's going on? Oh, yeah, 35. Well done. Rocky start. Let's go to the back one. (laughs) This is not going great so far. This is not going too good. You're dirty, man. Stop being a mechanic. Throw this on here. Squeeze it. Squeeze it. And then press that. Yeah, go. Miles under. It's as flat as a tack. A little bit to go. You've lost. Where's your dog? I mean, can I please get that 30 seconds back? What did I just listen to? And he was bagging me. Seriously. That was embarrassing. And then he lost, and then he lost his tyre. The little cat little thing. Cat. He couldn't find it. I couldn't find the cat. I was under the car. I was looking for it. Oh, the swearing words were coming out. Oh. <laughs> there you go. So that is now etched in the BSB history. That is the most educational 30 seconds in this show's history. I mean, did we resolve it? Oh, we both got home safely, didn't we? Yeah. And so the tyres were We both got the Juni last weekend. <laughs> oh, so. oh. Incredible. Oh, that was bad, wasn't it? Losing yeah. the cap. <laughs>
That was the because I, I, I thought about it. I just <laughs> you you put me under pressure, and I, I, I don't oh, know what it did. It was my cat. fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, you must have kicked it. Oh yeah, I kicked it. Yeah, deliberately under the car. Oh, jeez. Give us a call. Anyway, 13, What's that mechanic's name? Fifty-three. Tommy. Tommy, you stay sweet with him, okay? You know Tommy Horn. Yeah, you stay sweet with Tommy. Where do we go from here? I don't know. <sighs> You're the host. I've got no idea. What did you do with that footage? Obviously, you didn't post it, did you? No, I was going to, no, but I, I thought I'd better not embarrass you. <laughs> you just turned up here with it today. I sent it to somebody who must have sent it on to here. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, know how yeah. it got to Mido. Mm-hmm. Uh, it no, I, I, it was, I'm going to blame Will, the producer. He, he passed it on to Jono. <laughs> Jono did the rest. Oh, that's something for Julie us. noted that it was me filming Laurie. <laughs> he didn't film me, which put, gave me an advantage, of course. Well, he did. Mm. I didn't know you were doing that either at the oh, start. rubbish. You said film me. Film me. <laughs> <laughs> it's good for my social media. Oh, yeah, yeah sure I did. I want to be Clarky. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of which, Wayne sent this text. Morning, uh, Mido Loz Bulldog. I've jumped in the truck a little bit later than usual this morning, so I missed the first part of your show. Just wondering, has anyone made reference to Pup in the photograph that he's going around showing him with his new bride, or are you three being good teammates and just letting it slide? Well, we're pretty much none the wiser as anyone else. No, we've got no idea what's going on with so, the pupster over there in Paris. I have seen a photo with him with his arm around you know, someone, but that could mean anything. That, could be his sister. Know. Never judge a book by its That's cover. It. You never That's know. It. Not sure. <laughs> well, we don't know. We, there'll be an interrogation on Monday when he returns. Mm. We're going to get to the bottom of this bulldog. There's so to be an investigation about what's happening on in Pup's life. What's that going on? That woman, he had his arm around mm-hmm. that she is an Australian that has travelled with him, do we think? Well, we don't know. Or is that just, just a guessing. local that he may have met having lunch one day? It could. He'd have good contacts overseas. He would. Well, there's not a lot of cricket in France. <laughs> So they might not, they he's might not, not far away. <laughs> it's not far Good on away. Him. They can swim the channel like Jamie did. He is the darling of confidential, Clark, isn't he? Oh, oh he, he oh, gives mate. you he is the a darling. lot and of, and of the glossy stuff. mags. Mm. What is it with him? Have you, you ever I mean, stalked him? No. But like Steve Ward never gets this. Alan Border doesn't get this. Mark Taylor doesn't get this. Mm. He Why was is the, it Clarky? He was the new age captain. Yeah, right, okay. okay. He was. He's a good-looking young bloke. Mm. Okay. He's single. All right. Fair enough. No, good, good on him. Ready to mingle. <laughs> Give us a call. 13.53.53. Morning, Jeff. G'day, Jared, Loz, Johnny. How are we? How are you, Jeffrey? Good, mate. What's happening? No, we're just sort of umming and ahhing and talking about Clarkie, just seeing what oh. he's doing overseas. Leave him alone, mate. He's a very, very handsome man. Well, he is, but he's back on Monday, so we can't wait to get him on and ask him a few questions. I can't wait to find out about his trip. Mm, I think we all want to find out what's happened. Loz, uh, Dino, how you been? Yeah, I'm good, Jeff. How are you, champ? Yeah, going well, pal. Uh, We're talking about actors and who they look like. I think I've mentioned this to you before, Loz and Dean. You look like Johnny Young. Yes, Johnny Young. (laughs) Young talent time. It's been mentioned before. I can live with that. Yeah, that's fair enough. How's Tina Arena going? She's going good. Yeah, little Joey, what was his name? Joey Peroni. Peroni, that's Joey it. Peroni, that's Joey it. Yeah, yeah, Joey's developed into a star. They've all kicked on. Uh, you and I have got something in common, mate. You know, I don't watch much rubbish on TV. I want to talk about something before that, but just quickly, mate, 
I don't watch much rubbish on TV, but everybody laughs at me because I take home and away. Oh, it was on last night again. What are you a home and away man too? Kidding. Mate, you wouldn't believe it, honestly. Like, I, I'm the, I, 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 I don't watch any rubbish. It's the only time. <laughs> don't, I don't watch any rubbish, but, <laughs> but home and away. <laughs> anyway, listen, Moz, when did you leave school? Uh, oh, what year? It was about yeah. year seven. Well, that was the best three years of my life. <laughs> did, it, um, did it four when times. Did you leave school? Oh, I would have been 86? 85, 80, yeah, 85, 84. Was that, was that year 10? Yes. Okay, so I want to take Phil Rothfield to task once again. Yesterday he mentioned um, Pat Carrigan. Yep. Right, and he said, oh, Pat Carrigan got 99.9%. Uh, he's a good bloke. He's, he's a qualified physio. Yep. So hang on a second. So you've left school in year 10 yeah. without any education. Does that mean you're a dickhead? Uh, I'd like to think I'm not. Yeah, well, there you go. Ask so, me. So, so, <laughs> but, no, but seriously, who cares what, what he's done and what type of education he's had or whether he's a good bloke or not? Who cares? He's hmm. done the wrong thing. Why? What? You might be able to answer this for me, Dino. Why is it when journalists want to say something about a player or a coach, they say, oh, he's a really good bloke, but who cares? Who cares if he's a good bloke? Well, I, I get you, Jeff, and I hear you, but I think sometimes it's important if we've got a voice in the public just to let them know maybe the character of the person, whether... It doesn't matter, mate. It's, well, it doesn't matter to you, but some people might... Is he a good bloke? Is he this? Is he that? It's just trying to get out there okay. maybe what I'll, people I'll don't see. You know, maybe behind the scenes what he's like as a person. Okay, Dino, let me ask you this, right? And every week, we, well, last, especially this year, we, we've had so many issues with coaches, right? Why is it that every time we talk about a coach, the first thing a journalist says, oh, he's a really good bloke. What are they trying to do? Just soften the blow? Who cares if he's a good bloke? Who cares? Well, it's just a matter of, I think, just presenting what that person is like as a human, as a person, rather than just as a coach. Just a bit of background, I guess, to give to the punters mm. what he is like a, a, as a bloke. And I mean, it doesn't matter in the sense of his coaching record. I, I understand that. But I don't mind someone telling me what the bloke's like in terms of his personality. Mm. Yeah, I like to know. Yeah. Mm. You, you're going on your own uh, interactions with that person of course, too. Of course. You know, there, there's some coaches that you you don't or I don't have a relationship with. So I, I wouldn't know what they're, what they're like. Yeah. I, I just don't know them. Um, but there's other coaches that, me personally on this program, I, I want to tell the listener that, yes, I am a friend of theirs, so then you can understand where I'm coming from. Or if I don't say I'm a friend of theirs, then you accuse me of being biased or you didn't say what the relationship was before you made those comments. So, again, with you know being a good bike, I... I I treat people how I find them, and if they're a good person to me, I'll say that. And I've got no qualms about saying that. But, you know, some people want to hear it, some people don't. But that's the way that I operate. Um, mightn't be everyone's cup of tea, but that's who I am. A lot of coaches and players, Laurie, you know, the punters will see maybe once a week, mm. once a month at a press conference for a six-second grab. But if you know that person, I don't mind sharing to the people that I can access through my job what that person's like as a person. And if 
say Brad Arthur, just as an example. You know, Brad Arthur, you might see him on TV once a month for three seconds. But, you know, I can come here and say he's down to earth, he's fair dinkum. As a journo, he always rings me back. He's honest, he's up front, and he's a good fella. So if I can tell you guys that, then I think that paints some picture of what Brad Arthur's like away from the game. Thank you, Jeff. Morning, Shane. G'day, boys. How are you? Nah, pretty good. Thanks, mate. Mido, um, I want to talk about Storm's so-called wrestling tactics. But before that, Bulldog, just on you wanting to get rid of the Commonwealth Games, um, I think probably you should ask the millions of people, the Aussies that watched it over the last two weeks, it outrated the NRL. And maybe think for those young athletes that this is their one chance, their one opportunity. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, on. Bulldog. No, <laughs> no answer that on. one. I and, didn't say get rid cha- of it. You did. I did not. You did. You wanted to know how <laughs> much it cost. I, that's not saying get rid of it. Yeah, I, just I said, want to know your cost? angle straight away. Your it angle was no was to, angle. It was an. And I you did had say, an angle. and I'll stand by. I would rather win eight or nine Olympic golds, which are etched into Australian sporting folklore, than four hundred ninety-eight gold medals at Birmingham. You're backtracking now. No, I'm not. Yeah, you are. I never said get rid of it. You did. You wanted to know how much it cost because the money could have been spent better elsewhere. <laughs> that was the angle that you were going after. No, that's your insinuation. It wasn't the angle. Go was, on, Shane. Anyway, Shane. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think you might be a little bit of an arc there, Bulldog. But anyway, move on. Look, I know um, this time of year it all comes out. Let's attack the storm for their wrestling tactics. And I know we've been living in Brandy's head for the last 20 years, but it's become boring. Last night the boys you know, got on 360 and went on with it. Look, I hope Bellamy says on Thursday night, says, right, they want to give it to us. Let's go full on. Let's do suplexes. Let's, come <laughs> the Let's just fading him. Destroy Penrith, all right? You, you want to see wrestling? Let's just bring the whole lot out and destroy every team for the rest of the season. And have no one left for the last well, three weeks of the comp. Get as many as we can, all right, boys? <laughs> Love you, Shane, but I can't concur with that, my friend. I don't think that'll be happening. I know it's only a G up. But uh, look, uh, uh, Melbourne get accused of a lot of things. Um, and, you know, so, some of their wrestling te- techniques um, were brought into the, the game. Um, the hip drop tackle, I'm trying to get my head around where and how that started and who would have been the first. Can, when I, you think I back, can you us. recall? I don't think it's a, the hip drop is a Melbourne tactic. I don't think they were the ones that started that. I, I, I can't recall, but it seems to be happening more and more now than ever before. I watched that Carrigan tackle again, and I still... This is going to sound utterly ridiculous because he broke someone's leg, but he got him at the lower mm-hmm. back. He, I don't know how you can actually... And then he dropped to the ground. It was a terribly unfortunate tackle because someone got badly injured. But I'm still trying to work out how to fix this and what he actually did wrong. I mean, I don't think it was a deliberate act. Well, I certainly hope it's not a deliberate act. Well, the one on the weekend with Brendan Smith, I think that was an accident. He hit him in the lower back, Loz. How do you you get that out of the game? He got Tino from behind and was sort of dragged. So I I don't know how you eliminate that type of tackle because I dead set thought that was an accident. It's probably like a crusher tackle. You speak to the players and they go, we're terrified in every tackle now because we don't know what they're going to get with us. Hmm. And, you know, the crush is not deliberate, mm. but you get in the wrong position accidentally. But, you know, they're very wary now of where they've got to put their bodies. Yeah. Maybe that's the same with the hip drop. They've just got to either break away quickly, freely, or just stay away from the legs. But 
part of the game. Time to review Saturday's racing with Brad Davidson. Davo, good morning. Yeah, morning, Mido. Morning, everyone. How are we? Yeah, very well, thanks. And, uh, well, Hard Empire, 100 to 1, taking out the missile stakes. It seemed like everyone was surprised except for, well, Team Edmonds. Yes, I know. They, were, they weren't uh, surprised, but um, it does cast a little bit of a, a query around the form of the race going forward, guys. Last year, it wasn't an overly strong form race, that's for sure, for the um, for the spring. And, and I suppose when a nine-year-old wins and uh, and wins quite comfortably and coming off a uh, sort of, what, 11th in a, in a morning prior, it does just cast a little bit of a query around the form. I know we had some very good horses in the race, like Forbidden Love and Bellucci Bay, but... Um, yeah, some little little query on the form of the race there, the the feature on the uh, on the weekend. There's a few upsets on the weekend. There were, Loz. Yeah, I mean, Meg won the last at huge odds. At the Hard Empire at 100 to one. I think the Quaddy paid absolutely anything. So if you got a slice of that, you'll be uh, very happy this week. But it's been a bit like that the last six months. I reckon it's been a been a good six months to be a bookie, but hopefully uh, the punters can can fight back in the next six months or so. Looks like Artorias, after a European campaign, is going to be coming home and targeting the Golden Eagle. Yes, uh, coming home and, and looking looking that way, Jared. Um, so obviously he's sixth in that Group One in, in France over the weekend. Just got a, a long way back again and over raced a little bit. And um, it was a race uh, run at a, at a pretty leisurely tempo early, so he wasn't able to really get into the race, but. Hit the line probably better than anything, but um, that's the frustration with him, of course, when he when he gets that far back in his races. But um, yeah, I'm sure they'll uh, they still got the confidence in the horse, and that there's a big uh, race win around the corner, and, and maybe just that uh, over that little bit further where he's able to um, get into a, a bit of a rhythm, um, like race like the Golden Eagle over the 1500 might suit him later this year. So that looks like one of the targets for him, and um, yeah, we'll see how he comes back from the trip overseas. What about out of the weekend, Davo? What are the horses to follow? Well, I think there's a couple there, Loz. Uh, Grace and Harmony uh, being one of them. Um, really good return there, splashing home for second in, in her race. And, and Casino Kid, uh, he stepped up from 1,100 to a mile and, and was too good for his rivals. He looks like he's going to only get better out 1,800, 2,000 metres. So uh, definitely one to, to stick with for sure. And what are you putting in the sin bin, or are you very forgiving? Oh, I think there's a couple we could throw in there. Maricopa was one horse I liked on the weekend. It was very disappointing, so it might have come towards the, the end of its preparation. And Darylina Bell was a big drifter on the on the weekend and uh, and ran accordingly. I don't think that Melbourne form really stacked up at, at all. So there are a couple of horses that I'm probably keen to take on again if they do go around next time out. Thank you, Brad. We'll chat tomorrow. Look forward to it, guys. Cheers. And on the text line here, uh, fellas, what about this? My mate took his girl to France proposed under the Eiffel Tower and she said no. (laughs) You don't come back from that, do you? No, that's deflation 101. I said to you a minute ago, you'd have to look up and say, yeah, got to say yes. Look at this. Look where I've bought you. You You can't say no. You'd you'd have to do the old, are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) Honestly? Is this a G up? (laughs) (laughs) You're waiting for the camera to come out, as in, you know, candid camera, you know. This is a surprise. Where did you propose? Was it romantic? Uh, no, I was on the lounge. <laughs> you old romantic from June, <laughs> you? <laughs> You're on the lounge. Oh, yeah. Was, was the footy on, I guess? Oh, Half time, I assume. You really want to know? Oh, yeah, I do. No. <laughs> Come on. Spit it out. Spit it out. I had a few nights out. <laughs> In right. a bit of trouble. <laughs> So the 101 playbook. Right, okay. Just produce the ring. (laughs)
<laughs> got, got yourself out of trouble. <laughs> Any failed marriage? one day. <laughs> <laughs> but she was happy for the week. 